Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last month, the artists Jay-Z and Pharrell dropped a new track. It's called Entrepreneur, and it celebrates Black people who build successful businesses, even as it calls out the conditions that hold their peers back from similar success. Lies told to you through YouTubes and Hulus, shows with no hues that look like you do. Black Twitter was that when Jackie's paid, do you? For everyone, Gucci support two foobles. Sipping Cripper, Kona, consumer and a owner. Till we all vertically integrated from the flow up. Do say power, sip ace till I throw up. Like gang signs, set by bang minds for both ya. Serial entrepreneur, we on our own. Stop sticking around waiting for folks to throw you a bone. If you can't buy the building, at least stock the shelf Then keep on stacking till you stocking for yourself uh. See everything you place after black It's too small a term to completely describe the act Black nation, black build a black entrepreneur You would impress black excellence now on the now that track is Entrepreneur by Pharrell featuring Jay-Z, and it got St. Louis-based filmmaker David Kirkman thinking. He ended up shooting a St. Louis-centric video to go with it. It highlights nine local black entrepreneurs. And it's proven such a hit that Kirkman and producer Jason Wilson are hitting the road to film versions in other cities. The Tulsa video has already dropped, and this weekend they're filming in Nashville. And they joined me today to talk about it. So David Kirkman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And Jason Wilson, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? Thank you very much, Sarah. So, David, I want to start with you. Pharrell does a great job of highlighting some black entrepreneurs in his video. What made you decide to do a St. Louis-specific version? It kind of started, it's a very interesting story. When they had released the music video uh, a few weeks ago, I saw it as soon as it dropped on YouTube, and then... I thought like to myself, you know, it would be nice if we did something like this on a minuscule level here in St. Louis, really spotlighting the black entrepreneurs here. And I, it, that's what it was. It was just a thought. And then Jason ended up calling me later on that night and had asked if I had seen the video. And I was like, yeah, of course I've seen the video. And he's like, man, we should do one here for St. Louis. And it was that very interesting synchronicity where we ended up you know, we were excited about it. The it was kind of like confirmation and the you know from the initial thought, and we decided to do it. So now, Jason, you're an entrepreneur yourself. You're the owner and CEO of Northwest Coffee Roasting Company. What did you hope to accomplish by showcasing so many of these St. Louis businesses? You know, so our goal our goal is three prong. One is we wanted to promote businesses here in St. Louis, and to make sure that. Um, they're out and available for people to see. I think what happens is is a lot of it get discounted as African American businesses and um, and often looked over. Um, I wanted to put them on um, in a position to be seen and known. The other one is I believe in David Kirkman, and uh, David is a phenomenal uh, filmmaker, and um, I support him. We're, we're in business together, but. I wanted people to see what kind of work he can do. And this was one uh, platform where I thought, you know, this will get a lot of people's attention and, um, you know, and, and just give him some uh, the kind of support and love that he needs, as well as coming out of St. Louis and an entrepreneur himself. 
Okay, so your your business is featured here, but there's also eight others. And with so many of these businesses in St. Louis that, that are owned by black entrepreneurs doing so well, I imagine part of the challenge was just narrowing it down. How did you guys possibly decide, uh, David, on, on who the other eight were going to be? Uh, it kind of ended up being a snowball kind of effect where there really wasn't a concise plan from the very beginning. However, we had a very strong vision and the process was an extremely creative and fluid process. And so we would film one entrepreneur and then we would brainstorm who else in our network would be really good for the video. So you didn't and have a, a master plan before you started filming. You just kind of dove in one at a time. Yeah, we yeah, that's exactly how it happened. So, <laughs> so I, I couldn't help but notice the lyrics talk about um, a black man, and they talk about Mister Entrepreneur. But you mm -hmm. feature a lot of women in this. Was that intentional? Yeah, it was very intentional. Um, and you know, there is this you know stigma or this stereotype that you know black entrepreneurs are regulated even to just the cooking space or the cooking world. And that's just not the case. You know, there's a variety of different fields and industries that black people have their hands in. And so we really wanted to showcase that. We really wanted to highlight that. And even though the lyrics do say, you know, repeat, you know, black man, black man, black man, it really is the context of all of it is really talking about the entire spectrum of blackness. And so when you begin to see it in that light, then I think you have to really approach the entire process from a standpoint of showing that entire spectrum. Hmm. I got to ask you about something else. One of the most striking things about this video is you make St. Louis look so good. I'm seeing the city in this video and I'm like, man, I wish my city looked like that. This is my city. <laughs> like You just make it look beautiful. People like to show how tough a city it is. They like to show the vacants, you know, bombed out blocks. You kind of made St. Louis look pretty glamorous. Was that intentional as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, there there always has to be a balance. You know, the balance is between showing what the real realities are that are plaguing the black community, that are plaguing the entire city, and then also highlighting the things that are very positive that are in that are happening in the city. And that's what the emphasis in the video was. It was to highlight all of the positive things that are happening. So, Jason, your role in this, you're the producer. Um, were you out there with David when he was doing some of this filming? Yes. Um, when David and I, when David was filming, so the, the, the beautiful thing about this, this was a, a real collaborative effort, right? David, um, we were like, let's go, let's go find some people that we know. So my job with David, to help David out, was really to communicate with some of the, um, the, uh, the entrepreneurs and really just make them feel comfortable about the process. Because remember, we, were, we, just, we had just literally just made the decision and uh, made a one phone call, and next thing you know, we are like at nine people's doors within two days. That's amazing. Uh, ten. So, um, yeah, I was just there watching, watching David do his, uh, his thing. I'm always intrigued by his ability to uh, make people feel comfortable and, and get the right shots and... Um, and my other, my other job was to talk to my friends who are entrepreneurs. So that was, uh, 
It was a fun time, fun process. So you talked him right into it. This video turned out great. We're going to have this linked on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org so people can see it for themselves. And as proof of how well this turned out, you don't just need me to tell you that. Pharrell himself actually tweeted this video. David, that's huge. What, what kind of a boost did that give you? Oh, it was incredible. I mean, to go straight basically to the top, you know, when you have artists and people, influencers, influencers in that space, they don't just share anything. So it has to be something that is really worthwhile. And, you know, they've, they've, they've worked their butts off trying to build their audience and things like that. And so it, it was incredible, honestly. And I think the people from St. Louis even saw it as validation, you know, that we were able to get even that amount of exposure at that level. So now that it's getting all this attention, I imagine you're probably hearing from a lot of people who are like, hey, why didn't you pick me? Is there sort of a, a downside to, to viral fame? I wouldn't necessarily, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say there was there's a downside or honestly, I haven't really even gotten that. But because uh, you can always do a part two, you can always do a part three. And there's more and more entrepreneurs who you can always share their stories for. So it's not like a one and done deal. And it's not even... You know, we, we don't even want to have the aura of saying that this is an exclusive kind of club or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, if, if, there's, if there's any opportunity, if, you know, there's some more time for us to go back and do a part two or part three to uh, showcase more entrepreneurs, you know, we'll, we'll very much do that. We're talking today to filmmaker David Kirkman. Um, his new St. Louis-centric version of Entrepreneur is now up on YouTube. It's been tweeted by Pharrell. Um, it's just a great showcase for our city and of the black entrepreneurs within it. And it was produced by Jason Wilson, who people know as the owner and CEO of Northwest Coffee Roasting Company. He's also one of the people featured within it. Now, you guys had this very successful collaboration here. Um, what made you decide after this, yeah, let's take this show on the road? Whose idea was that? You know, we, we both had the idea that we wanted to go somewhere else. I mean, we were, we were geeked after we saw the outcome of uh, the, the, our, you know, our, the St. Louis edition. And so, you know, we were talking uh, with my wife, Shanti, and uh, we were just like, we want to go somewhere else. We were just saying a bunch of cities that were within maybe five to six miles, uh, five hour, <laughs> five hour radius, six hour radius. And Tulsa, to us, was like the the natural, uh, natural place to go to. It has uh, an amazing amount of history when it comes to um, 1921, the, um, the terror that was wreaked on Black Wall Street and, and, and how it devastated the city and how it's been a very slow recovery, although there are African Americans there who are, uh, have the courage to you know, try and build businesses there. We wanted to go there and, and feature kind of all of that. The history, the past, the now, but really focused on the present. And uh, it was a natural thing for us. And we learned so much from that process. So, yeah, as, as Jason is talking about there, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, has just an amazing story for people who aren't familiar with it. It's a, it's a devastating story. It was home to a, a thriving black community, an area known as Black Wall Street. And this area um, was attacked, basically, um, in, in a riot by a bunch of angry people. Um, and they firebombed part of the place. At least 36 people were killed. Um, um, the thought is that many more people were probably killed that haven't been recorded in history. Thirty-five square blocks were destroyed. David, what was it like? Um, you know, I know this was 100 years ago, but I imagine mm. that history still resonates today. 
Yeah, and you know what's interesting is that, you know, we were riding a Tulsa just so geeked about learning about this uh this history and at least in my mind you know i thought that there would have been like a museum i thought there would have been you know like tourist attractions or uh things to show that the city would show that it really recognizes that history and that it's trying to move forward in a positive way and that's one of the things that we learned was that like jason said it's in a very very slow recovery mode hmm. and it also had me think about just how tulsa and even the history of like st louis and east st louis are very much you know they're very much alike you know you know the east st louis massacre happened uh just four years before the tulsa massacre happened mm -hmm. the black wall street massacre had happened and so it's just interesting to see how history uh kind of replayed itself out even within that four or five year time span. Yeah, that's a, a very similar incident, honestly, that happened in 1917 in East St. Louis, where, again, mm. there was pretty much a race riot where a bunch of white people went and attacked uh, black people living in that community there. Um, but you said you were expecting to see some sort of, um, you know, museum, something to commemorate this. Did you find anything when you were there? Uh, well, they just, well, w when we got there, we saw that they were in the beginning stages of constructing a museum. Hmm. And so that's literally a hundred years later after the fact. And, um, I honestly, it wasn't, you know, I'm 25, but it wasn't until I even got to college that I learned about Black Wall Street. It wasn't until I got to college where I even learned about, you know, the history of East St. Louis. And, you know, there are a few buildings that are still intact, but it is experiencing a lot of gentrification. You could go up one way uh, on Black Wall Street and they'll take you into what would, you know, we would consider, you know, our North St. Louis, or you would go one, you know, in the opposite direction, and that would take you into a very gentrified area of what used to be a, you know, a classical historical Wall Street, Black mm -hmm. Wall Street. So it was very interesting to see just how that one event really changed the entire trajectory of that entire community. And you were able to include some historic footage um, in this video. Um, where did you get that footage from? Uh, I got it from the uh, Congressional Archives. Mm. And so I did a lot of digging and, you know, a lot of you know those that footage is for free and so I was able to utilize that there wasn't a lot that I could honestly find online about it and so um, but the Congressional Archives had some and I was able to utilize that so Jason you drew on a lot of your connections with entrepreneurs here in st. Louis and in getting people to participate in this was it harder in Tulsa where you didn't know um, people or know them as well going in you know, uh, so it was it was it was extremely difficult, and and not for the reasons uh, of of not knowing anybody. We actually, uh, my wife had a connection down there uh, who went to UVA with her, and so that was kind of our tour guide. But when we got, when we first got there, she wasn't available. This person, and when we first got there, we pulled up right there on Greenwood, and um, it was a, an amazing scene. First of all. Uh, we were walking around, and people knew that we weren't from there. I guess we looked like we weren't from there, <laughs> and they were they ran to us. And, and and what it seemed like to me at that point in time, it seemed like they wanted they were looking for opportunity, um, an opportunity to um, have access to something uh, that uh, that wasn't there uh, in their community. <laughs> um, but you know, being able to um, uh, meet those people. Then uh, the person, someone who was kind of helping us out there, uh, really helped us understand the 
the, the topsy-turvy, like, politics of the community. Hmm. It's a very small, it's a smaller community, a very small middle-class community. And, um, and, you know, we were about to step into some landmines. We had no idea, you know, what was happening there in the, in the town, the, the culture there. And, um, but the person who, who uh, helped us out really helped us step around some of those landmines and, uh, and navigate us to the right people in the community. But overall, like, it was, it was a bit rough at first, but, I mean, that was a part of the process. That's what made it unique and fun, uh, being able to go there without a plan, go there not really knowing anything, not being, you know, jaded or skewed in one direction, um, but going there and making song out of silence. And that's something that we did. We were able to go there, meet people, and, uh, and we made, I think we made a very beautiful, beautiful visual and, um, and gave some real good context uh, to go along with that. I get the sense with you, too, that you're pretty comfortable winging it. You're able to kind of dive in knowing you have a vision, um, but you kind of trust the details to work out. Is that also your plan as, as you're heading into Nashville? Yeah, um, I think that's our plan, Dave. You can chime in on this, man, but um, that's our plan. Our plan t- today is to, is to get down here. We're going to call a few people that we know. But we don't really know much of anything about Nashville when it comes to uh, the, the entrepreneur landscape and African Americans being entrepreneurs in that community. And uh, we, we hope to get down here and, and find the same things, to find some real gems and put them in a position that um, they're being av- advertised and advocated for. And we want people to patronize them. We want people to uh, support them. So, David, do you have a, a do you plan at this point to just continue to explore black entrepreneurship in different cities? Do you see this continuing after Nashville? Absolutely. Uh, the incredible thing that you know we see that is very much happening is that there's connections that are being made, a lot of networking opportunities between even between you know some of Tulsa and some of St. Louis. And I think the same thing is really going to happen in Nashville. You know, connections that you know. You know, we simply didn't have before, not even for ourselves, but the entrepreneurs themselves as well. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we'll we'll still go along with just the flow of things. You know, we're not like trying to be super aggressive about it, but just in a natural flow of, you know, going from city to city and really learning about the culture of the city and learning about the different dynamics and learning about uh, the, the positivity that the black entrepreneurs are bringing to their cities by employing people and by doing great things in their own, by doing great things in their own communities. And that's the thing that, you know, we're, you know, I'm, I'm very excited about because it varies from city to city and it varies from, you know, a scale to scale as well. So I'm very excited about it and we are going to do more. So, Jason, in our, our last question here, I want to bring this back to you um, because you are a black entrepreneur and that's what this song is about and what these videos are about. And and the lyrics are pretty frank about some of the challenges faced by black entrepreneurs. Uh, at one point, Pharrell says, the system imprison young black boys, distract with white noise. Jay-Z references the lack of representation in the media. Uh, lies told to you through YouTubes and Hulus, shows with no hues that look like you do. I'm wondering, has your road been tough? because you're black um yes uh it's been a a very difficult process and i'll be honest to you um like right now so for example right now during covid um we have had the best time uh, in our business's history (laughs) um uh, and it's you know one it's because of covid and then two because you know when unfortunately unfortunate timing and sacrifice of george floyd uh, and then this this movement to wanting to buy black and support black has 
tipped the scale for me. You know, we were already doing well during COVID, and then this just took it to the next level. But but I can't help, you know, I can't forget that I kind of have a PTSD, actually. Mm-hmm. I can't forget that these things come and go for me. I've seen it before where I've worked hard. I've uh, taken a lot of risk, and um, and it hasn't always panned out. You know, it's always, I've been you know, always pretty good, you know, known as great, but not well-supported. And so that, that's why the song resonates so well, you know. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing being a black entrepreneur. I don't... I hate, I hate to dwell on it because it sounds like one is crying, but actually what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is that um, you've got you to keep it moving. Uh, there's a gray area, and you have to learn to deal with that gray area as a black entrepreneur and get through that gray area because there will be some type of light on the other side that, that provides some def- definitive direction and change and success. But the problem is, is just getting through that. There's a lot you're losing. There's a lot of, at stake. There's a lot to risk. And... Um, you know, it's it's a complicated process, but yeah, I mean, that's the whole goal of entrepreneur. This is what we're doing. We're just trying to make sure that we put people in position so they won't have such a hard time, as described in this song. Um, and uh, yep, look for some success. Well, that's some good advice, and and it's also a sobering reality that uh, I guess we can all keep in mind, even as we're celebrating everything you're celebrating in these videos. So, um, Jason Wilson, the CEO of Northwest Coffee Roasting Company, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Sarah. And filmmaker David Kirkman, um, thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on the success of these videos. Thank you so much for having me. And that video, uh, the St. Louis edition of Entrepreneur, you can find that on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org. Or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hemphill and Lara Hamden with production assistance from Aaron Dorr. The senior producer is Emily Woodbury and the executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.